Today I learned Rachel is lightweight. <laughs> I'm not a lightweight, I'm just tired. <laughs> Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dogbeard Books in Inside Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready. And yep. books are sexy. All right, we are back with another episode of Bubbles and Books. My name is Rachel, and I will be playing the part of Amanda Lepper today. I like golden retrievers, expensive champagne, and being a badass woman. Boom. My name is Emily, and I'll be playing the part of Ellen today. And as Ellen, I enjoy puzzle competitions, picking on Rachel, and being correct. That's so good. All right, let's pop the bubbles. That was a loud one. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> um, uh, Ellen, <laughs> yes. wink, wink. Tell us, what are we having today? Today we are having a little drink called something super interesting that I'm looking up again. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. That it couldn't even stay in your brain. Yes, so this drink is called a Cure Royale, and it's a little bit of creme de cassis with some champagne. I like it. <laughs> I like it lots. Um, I just tried to do something stupid and tried to put the champagne cork back in the bottle. It amazes me how the cork never fits back in the bottle. I didn't like the bottle must be really strong to squish it that small. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the corking machine it like pressurizes. It's a whole. <laughs> Because at the winery we use, our corks obviously are different than champagne corks, but yeah. Well, Because it's like, how do it get so tiny? (laughs) This is obviously the most interesting Bubbles and Books podcast you've ever heard. You're talking to the experts now. I'm trying to mix your drink around. (laughs) I can go grab a spoon if needed. We might need to. It's pretty. It is pretty. I think I had one of these at this bar behind um, reading in public when I visited there. Because I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. I heard there's a coffee shop, I think, in Des Moines where you can get a succulent with your coffee. Um, Are you talking about pots and shots? Oh, wait, no, that's a cocktail bar. Never mind. (laughs) Well, okay, even more on top. (laughs) Well, pots and shots is over in West Des Moines, um, and I love it. It's like a plant shop and then a cocktail bar. That's so cool. And then they grow, like, a lot of fresh herbs as well to, like, you know, add to the cocktails. We should do a field trip. I'm down for a field trip. As Amanda and Ellen, we have the right to do whatever we want in we our place. do. And I'm going to, you know what? Since I'm Amanda and you're Ellen, I'm going to say that Rachel and Emily um, can go get paid to go do fun things in West Des Moines, like visit Pots and Shots. They need to research for upcoming events they what cocktails they should have. Exactly. Yes. It's it's research purposes, of course. Also, if we're going to have a collaboration with Back Alley Plants, we need to see how people mix their books, drinks, and plants. So. I like that idea. Wow. So now that we know what we're drinking, what are we reading, Ellen? Uh, I, Ellen, am reading a really tasteful and entertaining piece of lit fic. Um, Lit fic. You're so in the know and fancy. I'm so in the know. Actually, I went by The Strand over the holidays and I picked up a book by Betty Gilpin, the actress. Oh, yeah. And it's like all the women inside my head. Um, And I'm not very far yet, but 
she just uses these like really creative phrasings that stop me. Oh, it's all the women in my brain. Um, but these I phrases, look that up. It's, it's got a cute cover. It's like bright pink with Barbies on it. But <laughs> um, she uses these phrases that really stop me up and I'm, I laugh and I'm also like, what the heck? And she's like, she'll say things like, you know, I'm from here. I'm like this. And I have boobs the size of printers. <laughs> oh my God. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, unless she likes that. But well, back problems, but. Tell me about it. Yeah. But she'll just, things like that, that catch you off guard and make you chuckle. Full of him. <laughs> Where it's like, makes you kind of like your head do that, like weird shake, like, like you get like thrown backwards like whoa yeah I'm also reading um it's on my desk right now but Bitter Blue which is a YA book by Kristen Kishore and she does like the Graceling series mm-hmm. I read the first one and like or my friends did in high school and then I later was like I'll give it a shot I'm always so surprised by how readable they are they just fly by yeah yeah that's nice I, sometimes you need that just something that you can coast through and still enjoy a lot of. Yeah, it's like really fun, fast paced. And then, you know, it doesn't feel like work at all. It's a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Reading shouldn't be work. And if it is, that's, well, reading is our work sometimes. So, you know what I mean? Where it shouldn't be like, (laughs) it shouldn't be a pain in the ass to read the book. Yeah. You should want to get through it. Yeah. I think like you can read for all kinds of different experiences. And sometimes you need to read in a way that feels like you're eating junk food. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'd be sad you if I didn't get have enough. In my life. Yeah. Exactly. One chip is not enough. Not enough. By the way, this drink is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little aperitif to the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is an aperitif. It reminds me of like a like a barrier, like a berry version of an aperol spritz. Ooh, yeah. It would be so great in summer. Yeah. I'm actually gonna Ooh, get- even if you like threw some frozen berries in there as well. Well, you're supposed to start with the raspberry. Oh, right. You did do that at the thing. Yeah. Oh, you need a little touch more. Yeah. It's like a mimosa, but with more alcohol. <laughs> All right. What are you reading? Well, I started American Mermaid last night by Julia Longbean. Langbean. I'm not sure how to say her last name. I'm not far into it. I think I only made it five pages before I fell asleep and not because the book was boring me. I was just super tired last night, Um, but it was really, really good. I saw Six the Musical twice this past weekend and I learned that Catherine Parr, the last wife of Henry VIII, was the first woman to be published. And that's like quote unquote published, you know, because there were women publishing under like men's names to get their work out there or like, you know, there, there, there were women out there, but she did so much for women's literature and writing and getting, fighting for the right to, um, allow women to receive an education. So I wanted to try and find one of her pieces of writing. So it's more, not necessarily what I'm currently reading, but something I want to look for to read. Yeah. I think that would be interesting to see what she put out there in the world. Definitely. I, um, one of my friends was writing a story loosely based on Joan of Arc and she found like the transcript of Joan of Arc's trials. Wow. Yeah. Things like that are so cool. History's crazy. And I was thinking about like, cause during six, you know, two, he beheaded two of his wives and I was sitting in, in the audience on the second time I saw it on Sunday and I just like started feeling queasy cause I was just thinking about the fact of getting beheaded and like. Fuck, man. I'm really glad I don't live in those time periods. Like, the Tudors were psychos. Oh, everyone's a psycho. Yeah. 
history has so many dark stories. I watched a YouTube but video. But it was like not a big deal. They were just like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. When I was in middle school, my best friend Cole, we were doing, um, I don't know, a book report thing over Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. And he full on built <laughs> a guillotine for me for us to do our presentation in. So I was in a guillotine while he, <laughs> during the whole presentation. He made it. That's amazing. Yeah. And he like cut it so that my neck would fit into it. And like when it dropped, I was obviously not like injured or beheaded, but yeah. That's so cool. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> we did a French club had like a masquerade ball on Halloween Ooh. every year and we made a guillotine once. Love the dramatics. It's so fun. Guillotines are fun. Fake ones. Fake ones. Oh, okay. Everyone go home, build a fake non-harmful guillotine, and you'll see just how fun the photos are. It it adds for some humor. Yes. Definitely. Yes. But on the note of the darker sides of history, I was watching a YouTube video essay about war crimes this weekend, and I came away from that feeling like all countries are evil, and I'm sad. Yeah. So don't do war crimes. Or cover like, them up. Do we have to have war in general? You know? No would be a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I mean, what did John Lennon say? Imagine in this song, imagine. I don't know. I'm not going to try. I to say have it. a confession. I don't know the Beatles. But you knew that that was John Lennon of the Beatles. I did. I do know John Lennon is a Beatle. I know you're not like a pop culture person, but like that's like old pop culture. Well, he was married to Yoko Ono, right? Yeah. And she was an artist who did performance she pieces. She still is an artist. <gasps> yeah, Yoko. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Moving on. So uh, today's topic of conversation is we're kind of um, going bachelor, bachelorette style. You know, the episode before the, before the final episode, the booksellers tell all. Secret things we do when the bosses aren't looking. Boom, boom, boom. That's part one. Things Amanda and Ellen don't know or want you to know about the store. And mostly maybe they don't know, but they probably know. Like they have some semblance of an idea. But it's like the stupid things that we all do. <laughs> and we're like, uh, it'll be fine, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. For example, if you come to the store and the scones are sold out, sometimes it's because someone came in early in the morning and bought them all. And sometimes it's because we ate them. <laughs> it's likely because we ate them. There are mornings where it, we're just like, mm, these are looking real good. So it's like you're getting an inside look to dog-eared books. Yeah. But yeah, the scones, man, they're so good. Yeah. It's hard to resist them. And you get the craving. Mm. Chocolate chunk is my favorite. <laughs> Those ones are really good. I know. Uh, our mop, Ramona slash vacuum, is out to get us. We fight with Ramona every day. It's unseemly. She hates us. It's inappropriate. We can't do it in front of anyone else in the store except the other workers because we pull out this mop. We turn her on. She yells at us immediately. She's like, maintenance needed. I would rather mop the whole floor of the bookstore with a paintbrush, like a tiny one, (laughs) than use Ramona. 
I hate Ramona. She spit water at me once. <laughs> I don't even attempt to use her. I just know <laughs> Ava named her and she forever will be Ramona. I don't even think it was that we knew a bad Ramona to name her after. It's just like she spoke to us mm-hmm. and she was Ramona. There are a couple Ramona whisperers. Amanda's in a Ramona whisperer. Oh, no. Has Allegedly. She I don't know. I just say I want to say they're alleged Ramona whispers because how can we all be this inept at using a stupid vacuum mop thing? Well, maybe vacuums it's like a and combo mops were never mop. supposed to be combined. No, you think? Maybe. <laughs> you wouldn't realize how big of a problem this is for a bookstore, but it is. It <laughs> The amount of time and energy that has been put forward towards this is unreal. And I think the company that makes it, because I know we've contacted them several times, probably thinks we're idiots, but <laughs> maybe your product's just stupid. I mean, great idea. When Ramona works, when she has a good day, saves a lot of time, but Ramona doesn't like to work. That's the problem. I would just like get a Roomba and then get a mop Roomba. So one goes out and then the other goes out and then we don't ever have to do it at all. Well, there you go. What's nice though is you and I really don't have to do it that much anymore. Anyways. No, because we're Amanda now. Today. <laughs> yeah, we're Amanda, <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's bring it back to the books. There are some things about Ooh. books that you may not mm-hmm. know when you come into the store, and one of them is that our booksellers have friendly rivalries about who gets to sell their favorite books to customers. You know, when someone comes in and they look like, hmm, that might be a fantasy reader. You see them kind of eyeing some of that sci-fi. You start to inch that way. You're like, oh, I'm going to tell him about the Moon Day letters. I'm going to tell him about a song for the Wild Belt. And then someone else will slip in there before you can reach that person and put their own book in that customer's hands. And or, <laughs> or you have sold them a book you love. They're walking up to the counter and you go back to the office and then you come back, back up and you notice the book is back on the bookshelf and you turn and you go, what happened? Oh, well, I handed him this book and they decided to buy it instead. I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. The daggers that shoot from people's eyes at those moments. <laughs> it feels really good to give someone their next book. And we do fight over this opportunity. So it's funny because it's like, it's like a loving animosity, mm-hmm. you know, where you're happy somebody's off with a book yet sad they didn't take your book because you know they were more interested in something different. (laughs) So when somebody does take your book, it's like such a win. Yeah. It is a win. And we're, I'm, I'm always so happy. I like, since I do the social media, I'll get messages from customers. Actually, I just got one over the weekend that was, I can't remember the name of the bookseller who sold me this, but I've bought it, read it in the same day. So good. So, you know, that really does impact a lot of our readers. And I like sharing those messages back to our booksellers. Yeah. It makes the work feel really worthwhile. So behind the counter, we have a few secrets as well. There's a lot of taste testing going on. Not only our cookie competitions, the first of which you can see recorded on our blog, but also... Oh yeah, that was a fun one. I love that one. Lamb squiggles. <laughs> we also have to do cocktail tasting because we have so many events where we serve a special drink. And, you know, I make a lot of those, but I'm not a big drinker. So I'm over there shoving drinks into people's hands like, is this good? Is this good? Is this good? <laughs> no one's gotten drunk yet. Um... Well, we made that one, or no, that was the cocktail that Amanda made, the last word that she talked about on a podcast forever ago, and we drank it. I literally went in the office and passed out for two hours. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) um, 
I mean, must have been strong. It was so <laughs> strong. They hit hard, but it was a delicious drink. No, it's always so fun when you ask us to taste test the cocktail and we can try and help adjust it because Amanda loves a cocktail. I love a cocktail. So we know when it's like burnt or needs something else or a little flavor, you know, you have to kind of play around with it. It's really a concoction of finding the best. Oh, yeah. We had a <laughs> what? once we had a cocktail crisis. We were supposed to be that green apple flavored cocktail. Oh, God, that one was that was hard. Yeah, it was just one I grabbed off the Internet yeah. um, and it tasted horrible or maybe it had Midori in it. I think it was the Midori Sour that was in it. I don't know, but we it was too tart. Yeah, there right? wasn't enough balance to the Midori mm-hmm. part of the cocktail. And it was sickly. We didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. Rachel saved me and we turned it into more of like a green apple cinnamony thing. No, caramel apple. Caramel apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying green because it was physically it was super green. green. Yeah. Um, Imagine the poison apple in Snow White. Yeah, we were down to the wire on that one and barely Mm -hmm. got that finished in time. And I think we also zhuzhed it up with some like sparkling cider, not like yes, hard cider. Yeah. So it needed a bit of mellowing um, and it turned out really, really good. Mm -hmm. The one I didn't like was whatever you used. uh, The black licorice. The absinthe cocktail? Oh my God, yes. The absinthe. That was disgusting. I accidentally (laughs) tried it without the other half to it. I don't like black licorice, but that was really gross. I don't either, but that is the one cocktail. I would not recommend. (laughs) That's the one cocktail I've gotten requests for. Like people have emailed me asking for that recipe. That blows my mind. I know. It's really cool. My favorite one was that secret admirer one or whatever that we did for bookstore romance day last oh, year. Oh, the Aphrodite cocktail. Yeah. I Oof. wasn't there for that one. I wish I could have been. It oh, had yeah. rose petals in it. We still have the rose petals. We can make it. And oh. we have the little like rose water spritzer to do. We should do that. Yeah, okay. I loved that drink. Let's have that. Um, oh, this one's so fun. So next on our list that you may not know, well, some of you probably know, mm-hmm. is we love giving books away. We also love selling books. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about Amanda and Ellen is they are always up for donating books to causes and different organizations teachers, classrooms, libraries, um, even shoving them into little free libraries that are all around town. Um, Recently, I asked, hey, you know, we have a lot of books that will come in damaged. Um, We have a lot of arcs and we need somewhere to go with them. Otherwise, they'll just build up in our basement. And so last week I asked Ellen, I'm like, hey, can I grab some of these and just take them to three different places. And I shot them out there. And one of them was the Rosedale house or not house. Uh, it's not, it's not a center Rosedale. I'm just going to call it the Rosedale house. Um, it's by YSS it, or run by YSS. It is essentially like a halfway house for children. Rosedale shelter. Rosedale shelter. Thank you. Thank you for looking that up, Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was so fun. I got to take a giant box full of books over there. So knowing that these books are going to somewhere that is positive and somewhere that they are in need of, I love that so much. So, and it was a mixture of arcs and books. Like I, we gave them a whole series of the Aragon series, hardcover, really nice still. Cool. So that's a good series. That's one of my favorite things is being able to give them to all sorts of different resources of people that are in need. Cause while we love free books ourselves, 
we have plenty of access and ability to get books, get our hands on books that there are other people that don't. So there's two other places that I plan on taking books to. Um, and I'm really, really excited about it. And I know that teachers always appreciate it and librarians do. Now, I know that all sounds warm and fuzzy, but I want to take us back to the tea, the drama. Mm. And there are a few uh, recurring controversies in the store <laughs> that I want to make you aware of. And the first has to do with actually several of these have to do with the arrangement of the store. We have a few. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> a few people who disagree about where. One of our rolling bookshelves should go. <laughs> it comes up all the time, especially when we're rearranging for events. And people will walk by, see it, and readjust it to how they like it. Yep. And then a new person will walk by and readjust it to how they like it. It's a case of the always moving bookshelf, but it's the classics, art, and poetry, right? Or graphic novel poetry? Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> It's by a pole, you guys. It's by a pole. So when I am moving that thing into place, I try to put it away from the pole so that you can not walk into the pole when you're looking at books. Um, but on the other side of this bookshelf is a table. And some people think that if you're sitting at the table and you get up, your chair is going to hit the bookshelf. So they try to put the bookshelf away from the table, thus putting it close to the pole. And you got your pole people and your table people and no one in between. We pole just dancers <laughs> and table dancers. We just can't decide where to put this bookshelf. Um, if <laughs> if you want to pick a side and weigh in, email Let me. Let us know. Are you a pole or a table? This will be on the social image. I will, Emily. I'm gonna have to take a picture of you like holding the pole <laughs> and then on the table, and it'll be like choose which one. So uh, we need you to vote on the post for this. So please go vote. Yes. Polar table. We also have disagreements about where certain books should be shelved. Oh, my God. This is so painful sometimes. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. They can go in so many different sections. Well, yeah, because lit fic or just our fiction, we just have mm -hmm. that fiction section, has some books that are technically fantasy. Yes. And then magical realism is, or fabulism is kind of in between those genres. I know. It's... It's such a borderline. It's, you know, it's up to our interpretation. And I think if anybody had really strong feelings about a certain book being in the wrong section, Amanda and Ellen would not. They wouldn't disagree. As long as you can, like, give your point as to why a book should be in whichever section. Yeah. There's no reason, like, why it shouldn't be. But there's so many people that are like, well, like me, you and I were talking about this with uh, mythology retellings. I agree. Some of it, yes, can go in fantasy, but some of it should be in literary fiction. I mean, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I think some of the best books do split genres like that. Yeah. To me, that's so interesting because they're able to straddle different interesting like tropes or well, you don't want to be boxed vibes. into one space anyway so it's nice because that really shows a lot of strength of the author yeah but I think that's just something you're going to encounter anytime you're trying to organize books in a bookstore which like as a customer I think that means you got to be a little brave and go out of your comfort zone search some <laughs> different shelves because something you love might be there you might not have realized exactly it. and that's the perfect way to pull into pull someone into what they're not used to reading. Mm -hmm. That's a great example of that, Emily. <laughs> I mean, Ellen. I'm Ellen. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ellen. I don't want to compliment Ellen on that. Ellen is really smart. You have to give it up for her. 
I don't have to do shit. I'll give it up for Ellen. <laughs> okay. What else do our customers not know? Uh, do they know about the mystery of the moving tape dispenser? It's not so much a mystery as people never put stuff back where they belong. There's a very cute little label on the counter now. It says tape dispenser Even lives here. Even for the rubber band ball. It's like the rubber band ball belongs there. And if it's not there, you better go find it or shit's going to get real crazy. It's really helpful. Sometimes you just grab something because you need it and then you forget where it came from. But there's a sign now. It's great. Signs do help. But when are we going to hit the point of sticky notes everywhere that it becomes obnoxious? Sticky notes are never Which obnoxious. I can't, I can't. I'm one to talk. I <laughs> literally write my name on everything from my desk. And I even put a note in front of my thing. If you take something from here, please bring it back. Yeah. Rachel loves leaving notes places. In the office, there's a <laughs> sticky note on a shelf that says, this is Rachel's shelf. I did Don't not leave write your that, stuff though. there. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. They Tom were teasing v, you. Tommy wrote it, making fun of me. And I thought it was clever. And I left it there. <laughs> My mom even came in. She goes, seriously, Rachel? I'm like, I didn't do it. But I like it. I saw that before I really knew you. And I was like, wow, I guess she's really serious about her shelf. <laughs> Don't fuck with my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. It was funny. It's fine. I have more interest than that. I'm not just a one person. Oh, hey, look, there's my boyfriend. Oh, hello, Jordan. He's driving the UPS truck. Well, okay, here's another secret you may or may not know. You're familiar with Lovey, the cinnamon golden retriever. What are they called? Red golden retriever? Red golden. Ginger I've never retriever. Heard of cinnamon. Well, she's cinnamon she's, colored. Okay. Yeah. She's spicy. Anyway, so you know about Lovey, but did you know there are so many other dogs associated with this store that never get the love? Tato Tot. Tater Tot. A little pug who broke his tiny little leg as a puppy. Oh, that was so sad. It was so sad, but he's recovered now. Tato is the cutest little girl. I So I took Jay, <gasps> Ellen's daughter, to Six the Musical yesterday. It was her and I. And I got to pick her up and Tato was at the door or the fence. I was going, Rrr! I'm like, hi, buddy. <laughs> and so then cute. there's Zoe. Zoe. I don't know Zoe. That's her other dog. I never heard about this dog. I don't even know. Secrets from me. <sighs> Zoe is a black lab golden mix. Oh, cute. <laughs> she is in the little kid's doghouse. Her photo is in there. <gasps> well, I'm going to have to go find it. Scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Haha. <laughs> um, there's also Rosie Posey, maybe in Someday, which are all of Amanda's kids' dogs. There's no Someday. I like making up names because okay. it sounds like they all go together. There's but also not a Rose Posey. No. A it's Rosie. just Posey and maybe. But you see how the other two should be dogs that exist. <laughs> they should be. They are so fluffy and sweet and cute. And I just think that we should pet all of these dogs. <laughs> so add us on social media. Show me the dogs. Yeah. Be like, dog-eared books. We demand to see the other doggos. Show us the dogs. And Show we can't us the dogs. Ever not... She's not with us anymore, but Honey will forever remain in our hearts and on our walls at Dog Ear Books. You'll see her lovely photo in the kids' doghouse, as well as a beautiful art print hanging on the wall right outside of the office. Um, she is one of our OG Dog Ear Book doggos, and we have to always keep her in your minds and in our hearts. It's kind of cute how the store owners have hidden things like that across the store. I think you can also find the campanile on one of our walls. Oh, in the mural? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like lots of little scavenger hunt things to find. We should put a list out on the blog at some point. Can you find this and can you find that? <gasps> yeah. That would be so fun. We also, ooh, okay, Rachel and I, 
have been tossing around the idea of a lovey sticker scavenger hunt along Main yeah. Street. So maybe we're thinking maybe summertime. Keep your eyes peeled. It's going to be fun. Ripke, who are our like graphic designers and amazing, talented human beings. Well, Shelby, who works for them, she has worked tirelessly tire tirelessly tire, no tires no tires she worked no tires there were no tires <laughs> in the work she did <laughs> tire 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 uh, tirelessly <laughs> she worked really hard <laughs> she worked really hard to create all these different loveys for us you may have noticed we have you know we have the new year's lovey we have snowflake lovey um candy hearts lovey farmer lovey alligator lovey pizza lovey Pizza Lovey was kind of the one that started it all. Pizza Lovey was cute. Pizza Lovey was cute, except people didn't realize it was a Pizza Lovey for a while. And I'm like, it's it's Lovey. Uh, who was it? It was two of our booksellers. I think Bailey was one of them. Oh, no. And she's like, <laughs> she was staring at it. And one day finally realized that Lovey was like pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and it was because the sticker was for the kids pizza challenge, like yeah. reading pizza challenge. But um, we have so many different Loveys and we want to put them more to use. So... Yeah. We have to figure it out. I think it'd be so fun. Um, I think that might be all of our recent tea. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. There's always something going on. One time you got a cardboard cut boxing up subscriptions. Oh, yeah. It's dangerous, that you guys. Hurt. Subscriptions? If you're not subscribed yet, please do, because I put a lot of love and blood not really cardboard is Don't. much thicker than paper a cardboard <laughs> <Yeah>. cutter <laughs> it i do three wrappings of every single book and it's usually just me sometimes i have bailey helping me if she is available and you've helped me on occasion but subscriptions is a lot of work i don't know if that's necessarily like something that people care to know about are there any store scandals Besides that, I don't you know what? So. You, the thing is, we have a first aid kit at the store because of me. They hadn't <laughs> got one in yet. And then I got cut or something happened to me. And they're like, hmm. And within like an hour, there is a first aid <laughs> kit. I'm pretty sure I'm still the only one who's ever used it. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, oh, we're ready low on band-aids. Rachel's gotten too many injuries. <laughs> Someone has to pave the way. All right. Well, if that's all our tea, I guess we... Is it new releases up next? So the first one on our list is one Nayeli has been super excited about. Um, she worked her butt off to get the uh, this author's book on the bestsellers table. So I know she's going to be thrilled about this one. It's called Things We Hide from the Light by Lucy Score. So this book's pretty much about a charming Southern dude named Nash Morgan. He's chief of police, but he was recently shot. So he's having panic attacks and nightmares and he's just going through a rough time. And then he meets Lena, who has some secrets of her own and doesn't really want to be touched without initiating it. But for some reason, she's a little more open to Nash and she feels that spark, but she's kind of hesitant to get into any kind of relationship with him and is pushing back against that natural attraction they have. Nash, though, is totally hooked on her, and he's willing to face even the danger that nearly killed him to be with her. So check this book out if you're looking for that kind of romance. That sounds like love. <laughs> One that I think a lot of people will be excited about is I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay. 
Um, it's about a successful film professor and podcaster, Bodie Kane. Um, she's content to forget her past. There's a lot of family tragedy and horrors that marred her adolescence um, and spent a long, miserable time, four years at a New Hampshire boarding school and the murder of her former roommate in, in the spring of the former year. So she went through a lot as a young girl. And um, so the death was... Um, the athletic, athletic trainer was convicted of the death, but she doesn't, she, it's, it's a debated thing online and she doesn't want to let sleeping dogs lie basically. So the grand, her old school invites her back to teach a course and she's drawn back to the case and the flaws that happened. So were things was, were people too quick to convict the athletic trainer? And so it takes you kind of back to 1995 and, the mystery shrouding her roommate's death. And next up we have We Should Not Be Friends by Will Schwalbe. Schwalb. Uh, this one's title immediately interested me, but basically it's about these two men who meet in college and they are pretty different. One is super artistic, is doing theater, visual arts, um, and that, like that's kind of his circle. And then the other is a major jock who's really loud, imposing star wrestler, wants to become a Navy SEAL. But through, you know, this coincidental, coincidental series of events, coincidental, coincidental series of events, they become friends. And the book follows their friendship through, you know, all the things that happen in their lives, various countries and cities, marriages, a divorce. It just kind of is about how beautifully we can connect to other people if we can get past our preconceptions. Um, and I feel that's pretty moving. There's not enough books about great friendships. So I, I think this one sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. This next one has brought a lot of giggles. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, that works. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of an evil giggle. It, it works, um, at least to the staff here. It's called Murder Your Employee, The McBaster's Guide to Homicide. Oh, Amanda, it's murder your employer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Helen. Newsflash, Amanda Lepper out to destroy her employees. Good thing we don't have employers ourselves because we are the employers. (laughs) So let me correct myself. Murder your employer. The McMaster's Guide to Homicide by Rupert Holmes. So, you know, what if there's someone in your life, like your boss, good thing we don't have those, (laughs) and our booksellers all love us so much, right, Ellen? It's so true. Um, But you don't want them to exist anymore. They make your life hell. So basically, there's this uh, Poison Ivy League college that is dedicated to the execution, um, like the consummate execution of the homicidal arts. I don't know if you knew that was an art. It's not, it's like the liberal arts, but for murder. (laughs) Um, But to gain a mission, a student has to have like a strong ethical reason for erasing someone who deserves something no worse or less than death. Um, The location is unknown. It's you might find yourself the target, like the practice target of a classmate. 
Um, mandatory and graduation thesis is getting away with the perfect murder of someone whose death will make the world a much better place to live. This book sounds so funny. It sounds so tragically funny. Yeah, like it's got that yeah. sort of snarky mix of darkness and humor. It gives me the vibes of um, everybody in my family has killed someone. Oh. You know, where it's tragically funny mm -hmm. and quirky. I heard that there's a lot of wordplay in this book, too. Mm. So it also gives me a little bit of that lemony snicket kind of vibe. Oh. Maybe. I need to like for pick it up real soon. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's coming out on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Well, this I, next one, I was going to say, you have to talk about yes. it because I know you've been excited about this. Okay. So I have, I read the arc for this book, Arch Conspirator by Veronica Roth. It's a little novella. It's short. You can do it in one sitting. Um, and it's a retelling of Antigone's um, story from classical, well, mythology. It's actually a play. There's not that much mythology in it. Mm -hmm. um, in the original work, so Antigone is the daughter of Oedipus, the man who unwittingly fulfilled a prophecy that he would marry his mother, kill his father, and go blind. Um, and as a result, his kingdom's kind of thrown to ruin because his brother, Creon, thinks it's going to be better if Oedipus dies so he can take the throne. And then Creon is left with this question of like, what to do with Oedipus's kids? Um, and he kind of takes them in, but then there's this really tragic story about how he denies um, some of the kids' burial rights and Oedipus's daughter Antigone loses her life trying to secure that honor for her brothers. What Veronica Roth has done with this story is updated it into a dystopian future after like an eco-apocalypse. And just to clarify, you might remember Veronica Roth as the author of the Divergent series. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She likes those dystopian stories. Yeah. And um, this one is pretty cool in that it's got this mechanic of um, called the archive and people are trying to like preserve their DNA or their essence for the future so that hopefully they can be reborn into a world that is not so ravaged by climate change. And what's happened to her Antigone in this story is that her parents are not, so her parents made it into the archive, but Creon's not letting her brothers be remembered in the archive. And it's so sad. It's so sad. All she wants is for them to be treated like mm -hmm. a part of the society and to be remembered and to have a chance at another life. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even know if she believes in this reincarnation, but she knows her brothers did. Right. And Creon punishes her for that. Um, and every time she tries to go against him and secure this for her brothers, she's risking her own place in the archive, her own place in the society. And despite all that, she just continues to be so strong willed and so brave. Um, so she was a she was a pretty resonant character, I think, and not just for readers, but Veronica Roth. Um, said that this character grabbed her and wouldn't let go. And she just had to write her story, which was super cool to hear about. We actually heard Veronica Roth talk about this at the book selling conference in October. Yeah. At, um, Heartland Fall Forum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was so cool to hear her talk about her process and how much that character really sort of like lived alongside her for a time. Mm -hmm. I think you can tell that in the book. It's so short. I like, I almost wanted more of it, you know, mm -hmm. and good novellas always make you want to be there. Of longer. course. But um, you could tell that these characters meant something to her and that she thought about how each one of them would react differently 
to the things that happen in the book. Aww. So they each have their own very individual voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was great. It was great. But the last one we're going to talk about for a new release on Tuesday is called The Writing Retreat by Julia Bartz. Um, Alex has always wanted to become an author and she gets the opportunity and it's a huge one to a- attend this exclusive month-long writing retreat. Um, it's on the estate of this feminist horror writer, Rosa Vallo. Vio? It's a double L. So would it be Vio or Vallo? Vio? I think Vio. Vio. Um, and her excitement will not be tarnished even with the thought of her former best friend and current rival is also attending. So like, that's not going to stop her from being just as excited. So people started arriving and Rosa drops like this huge, big bombshell. So they have to all complete a novel from scratch in this month. And the, the author of the best one will receive what is called a life changing seven figure publishing deal. That is a huge, big deal. In my opinion, that'd be massive. Um, and so of course, Alex is determined to be the best author and strange things start happening as the month is continuing on. And she's trying to not notice, but she can't help but notice that weird things are happening and that the mansion, the mansion, the mansion, (laughs) the mansion itself seems to be haunted. So, and then one of the writers vanishes during a snowstorm and Alex is like, mm, something is not right up in here. So there's a little bit of a mystery whodunit while you get that like cool, like academic artsy writer vibes to it. And so she wants to try and find the truth and I guess save herself from whatever sinister thing is happening there. And also get that money. Yeah. And then one coming out in paperback is In Love by Amy Bloom. Um, our Amy has been a big fan of this one. So if you've been waiting for the paperback version of it, come and check it out, yo. Hey, events coordinator. What? Va- Valo. Valo. Baby name's Pedia says it's Valo. Okay. Valo. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, event coordinator, or yes. hey, Ellen, can you can you go get Emily, our events coordinator? Sure, let me go get Emily. <laughs> hey, Emily, what? Come do the events. Anything for you, Ellen? <laughs> Hi, it's hey, Emily. Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rachel. I'm Amanda. I met Amanda. <laughs> so, um, Emily, can you tell us what's popping at the store? Yes. Here is what's popping. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. Sorry. <laughs> Here anyway. is what's popping at the store. On Tuesday, we have Thrills and Chills at 6 p.m. They're going to be reading Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. Be prepared to be thrilled and chilled. <laughs> Uh, this book club seems like a lot of fun. Everyone that I have talked to about it seems super enthused. So if you are into mysteries, thrillers, and chillers, stop on by. <laughs> <laughs> then Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., we're going to have our usual story hour. But because the real Amanda dun, 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 boom, boom. is out of town, Brit, our school liaison person, is going to be reading. And it's going to be so fun. Brit's a gem. She may be bringing her dog. Her dog is... Also, um, a licensed therapy dog. So her dog can come into our store. She's like a lovey dog. Um, she might 
be bringing her dog. We said show us the dogs and Brit delivers. Yeah, Brit. Brit, 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 Brit. All right. Keep it PG, Rachel. That wasn't like a squeaky bed spring. It was club music. That's, I thought that's why club music was like that. Oh, is it? I don't know. I've never been to a club. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> she was totally dancing, you guys. You just couldn't see it. Okay, Thursday, Poetry Slam at 7 p.m. If you haven't signed up yet, spots are going, so you need to sign up. And if you don't sign up, then you should come. Come hang with the coolest Poet Slam and people around. We're going to have Apple MC again. She is so great. She knows how to get the crowd like vibing and super excited and she makes all the poets feel super super comfortable there's prizes um oh yeah yeah there's that's prizes. so sign up like come share your poetry you don't have to be a seasoned writer heck if you check out our first uh social post of this one you may see somebody had written a haiku in the image Oh, yes, a genius. I'm so smart. <laughs> but seriously, you don't have to be a seasoned poet. It could be something you're still working on and bettering yourself out or just because you like poetry in general. Come enjoy it. Yeah, we're going to support you. It's going to be great. Um, If you go to Poetry Slam and then you're like, oh, gee, I wish I had something to do with y'all on the weekend. We do have a couple things coming up. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so for middle schoolers, we have the Good Trouble Book Club, and they're going to be reading The Door of No Return by Kwame Alexander, or Kwame Alexander. Kwame, I think. Okay, Kwame Alexander. They're going to be talking about that at 4 p.m. on Saturday, and I have heard so many great things about this. If you have a middle schooler in your life, let them sign up for this book club with yep. Tombi. Registration is required just so we know how many people are coming. Also, so many lovely communi community members have donated and sponsored a month of book clubs. So we have through June sponsored. That means if your student wants to participate, they can sign up and then come into the store and get a copy of the book for free. And it's theirs. And we even have students who will check theirs out from the library so then that their copy can be donated to someone else. And that's a really cool like concept. Like we have one um, regular attendee who will often still just buy the book themselves so that it gives another opportunity for someone else to read that book. And that's the kind of good trouble that these people are learning oh my to make. Gosh. Oh the my work gosh. that they, oh, these kids, they these kids are the change makers. Mm -hmm. And Tomvi, I'm just so glad that they have Tomvi as yeah. A guide. Well, because they learn a lot about empathy th mm -hmm. through reading, and then they learn how to act on that empathy by mm -hmm. making scenes and writing postcards. Yeah. It's really cool. I think empowering young people to do things that are good for this world is really important. Yeah. I'm always impressed with them. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> enough about <laughs> on that. On that sappy moment. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, we also have Between the Covers Book Ooh, Club la. for the Spice Lovers. Like Rachel, <laughs> at 6.30, they're going to be reading Lunar Love. It's more for the rom-com lovers. Okay, for the rom-com lovers who also like club music like Rachel. Um, like <laughs> oh my God, sorry, I'll let you finish talking. <laughs> or should I say this one? Um, join us for Between the Covers at 6.30 on Saturday. Um, yeah, we are reading Lunar Love by Lauren Kwong Jessen this month. It's adorable. It's kind of got your workplace romance slash enemies to lovers 
I love it so much. So come hang out with us. We're starting at 630 this month um, because last month got snowed out. So not everybody was able to come and discuss last month's book. So we wanted to give a 30 minute time period to be able to discuss. Thank you for listening. And then at seven o'clock, we will be discussing Lunar Love by Lauren. So come hang. On Sunday, we have It's Russian Lit at 2 p.m. They're going to be reading Dr. Zhivago by Boris Pastamok. Pasternak. Pasternak. Ah. That's an RN. I can't read. <laughs> the, it, it, you know what? It, it blends together. It does. Um, Jack runs this book club. And just Jack. That's just Jack against the world. I think they have fun. Jack is really fun to tease. I, as Ellen, know who the best people to tease in the store are. And Jack's one of them. So if you like to make fun of people. And I, Amanda, love his fashion sense. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Amanda does love his fashion sense. Anyway, Jack's cool. Go hang out with him and talk Russian lit. Then on Monday, come to Women from Other Worlds at 5 p.m. They're going to be reading Victories Greater Than Death by Charlie Jane Anders. I think Mariah has some hot takes on this yeah, one. Yeah, Mar- I heard Mariah talking about this one. So I think this will be a really good discussion book. Gorgeous cover, though. Oh, yeah. I it's love so the shiny. Cover. Yeah. So lots of good opportunities to talk about books here pick the one that fits you best come hang out everyone's really welcoming and kind so you should have a good time yeah we have so many book clubs and we love seeing people participate so there's literally something for everyone yeah oh and what i need people to get prepared because there's going to be another puzzle competition in april shut the front door yes we are going to release the signups after we tell people we give them notice so that people can be ready like at a time it's going to be like yes this is the time yes oh my god it's going to be worse than taylor swift ticket buying that's the goal out i don't know the word out something Taylor Swift out out sell out speed ticket out I'm done (laughs) okay (laughs) okay (laughs) well that sounds like a wrapping up for the fun activities happen through the week at dog eared and even if you don't want to come join in one of our activities just come see us say hi get a coffee um hang out read a book smile at us if you don't want to smile just give us a a nod you know you don't have to smile a solemn nod just be like "Mm -hmm, i'm here i acknowledge (laughs) i acknowledge you acknowledging my presence (laughs) next week the real amanda and ellen will be back but so unfortunate for you guys right (laughs) because you love this most of all yeah this is the best (laughs) remember us when we're gone and applaud for our bosses when they return Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I was going to say something and then my brain went bloop. <laughs> bloop. But it was fun being here with Emily today. And I can't wait till we can do this again. Me too. I think we make excellent Ellen and Amanda. Yes, it is the case. I too am a boss. So is that Robbie and Bailey? We're seeing everyone outside. Tis. It is Robbie and Bailey. Wow, Robbie. Okay, so Bailey works at the bookstore. She's amazing. Should we pull them in and give a cameo a little hello? Yeah, maybe. I'll talk about them while you're gone. Bailey is the best. She works at the bookstore. Robbie's kind of like an honorary bookstore member because he comes to say hi a lot and he also bakes us bread. And now they're walking by. They look so happy together. They're just like smiling and talking at each other. And Rachel just scared the heck out of them because she was waiting for them outside and they didn't see her because they were waving at me. 
<gasps> They're coming inside, you guys. This is great. Say hello to Bailey and Ow. Robbie and Rachel's hurt toe. Oh, hey. This is Bailey and Robbie in the doghouse. I don't know what, what else. What are you guys reading? Uh, I'm I'm reading all about love. I'm actually also reading all about love. We're reading it together right now. Bell hooks, baby. <laughs> I scared them, and it brought me joy. I'm sorry. I narrated the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, we're Amanda and Alan today on the podcast. So, alcohol? Yeah. Do you want to? No alcohol. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a cup? Because I don't have another one. You can use my cup. There's that stuff. Black currant, simple syrup. And if you want a lid, that lid's been unused. Can I try it? Yes, you can. I was like, no, now I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, but maybe. This just proves that we aren't the real Amanda and Ellen. We couldn't finish a bottle of champagne. Wow. Oh, yeah, I could never. Yeah. I mean, I could. Well, I mean, how long have you been recording for? An hour. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been. <laughs> Bailey has insulted my ability to consume alcohol, so we're kicking her out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Finish this alcohol before I can leave. Chef's kiss, kiss. <laughs> That's good, right? Thanks for sharing your cup, Rachel. Of course. Yes, that's very kind. I feel like I owed you since I scared you. <laughs> <laughs> since the bosses aren't here, we're doing the podcast and we're doing like a tell all things that Amanda and Ellen don't want you to know. Oh, yeah. So if you think of one, you can say it. Well, what do they want, not want us to know so far? I don't know. We talked about all this. No, it's like what the booksellers don't want. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah we can't it was we did like it was a mix. blend but yeah. one of the things is that if there aren't scones we might have eaten them and that yeah. we fight over who gets to sell books to people yeah. like no take my book i don't clean the lamps in the bathroom every night <gasps> oh <laughs> you heard it here folks barely doesn't clean the lamps every night in the bathroom <laughs> yeah i <laughs> That's some real after the final rose, or no, before the final rose. You want to know something? I didn't know we were supposed to clean the lamps in the bathroom at all. It's on the checklist, Emily. I never saw the checklist. (laughs) More, you know. Um, That's okay. Yeah, we're just being goofy. Good. I'm glad that you two are having fun. All right. Keep the champagne flowing and the books going. Cheers, me. Cheers. Bye. 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 (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i loved it so much chaos chaos remember uh subscribe like follow because you want to find out what's happening in dog eared books every single week yep and if you don't live in ames you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books follow us at at dog eared books ames or at dog eared books on tiktok all right listeners Keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs>